Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for the Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsboro. Additional support comes from Core Catering, serving the Triangle area since 2010 and located at 3211 Shannon Road in Durham. Core Catering partners with local growers and producers to bring you fresh seasonal menus. Visit corecater.com for all your catering desires. Core Catering, get to the core. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsboro since Site Year here, your business name here, and Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of Truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions, and together... We are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. He ran into Mark, said, I need someone to drink with me, and Mark said, Sure, feller. On the wine fellers, it's National Gorgeous Grandma Day. Today's the day to tell your Nana just how arousing she really is. Hmm, she might be 90, but you have to admit she doesn't look a day over 83. <laughs> but more importantly, on today's show, we have an extra special guest. Our resident Pinot Noir expert, Chad Collins, will be joining us to discuss American Pinot Noirs. If you love wine, and we think you do, you won't want to miss that. But that's during the second half of our show. During the first half, we will conduct another wonderful wine tasting and then get all, get all, into the urgently important wine news. All this and some more ill-considered Winefeller song exclusives right here on a most pestilential <laughs> episode of the Winefellers. But first... What wine are we drinking today, Mark? And wine, y'all. And wine, y'all. Hey! Uh, well, we 
made it. It's great to <laughs> see you. We've made it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Are uh, you really? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. More well. so than usual. Oh. Well, <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be our best show ever. Best show ever. We have Chad Collins joining us. Chad he, Collins. He's going to know everything there is to know about American <laughs> Pinot Noirs, and we'll ask him some questions, and he's going to drop some knowledge bombs on us, but that is during the second half of the show. During the first half of the show. Can we just do the, can we flip, can we do the second half first? I would like to. Because there are some good wines yes. involved in the second half. That would be. There's more drinking in the second half of the show. There's more drinking in the second half. But uh, you've, you've been doing this to me you're, lately. You're, you're bending my mind too much to change things around Okay, all right, all right. But this is the first thing we need to talk about, Joe. I am w. hosting a WHUP benefit this Sunday, July 29th, from 5 to 8 p.m. It is an evening of ugly wines. <laughs> Everyone who comes to the door gets a uh, free bottle of mystery wine. This sounds like uh, <clears throat> some terrible, terrible thing. <laughs> no, it's actually smart. Um, <laughs> so uh. you, come, you come to uh, uh, to the benefit. You get a free bottle of fine wine you take home with you. We're not going to ask what you're going to do with it, whatever you want. Now, these bottles that- That's what I'm getting at. This is not something, well, it could be a fine bottle of Opus One. It could be a some prison wine that Mark and Joe made at home. So all these bottles yeah. were to be entered into the wine auction, but they were not able to for some reason. Usually sometimes oh, wine yeah. bottles have flaws. Like maybe some seepage or the color is a little off. Fill, the, the fill, fill level is a little be, low. Exactly. Yeah. And so I didn't feel comfortable uh, entering them in the auction and they may be great bottles. There's only one way to know is to you open, gotta try them. open them and try them. And everybody who walks in the door gets a free bottle of wine. Plus, we have wine that we're just pouring, and the quality of that wine is guaranteed. Quality I not, gotcha. <laughs> quality not guaranteed. Now. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, you remember a while ago we were asking ourselves if you could literally say any, make any claim. Right. On, on an, in an ad. On the radio, on TV, as long as the disclaimer said the truth. <laughs> that's right. And that's that's what we do. So we also have food catered by Laplace. Uh, um, and that's going to be great. And all this for $40. Uh, it's going to be at the Painter Law Firm on Churton Street. So go to whupfm.org to secure your tickets. I, I guess I can't help but realize there's no uh, ugly entrees in the evening. No, that's probably a bridge too far for some. <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, here's here's an appetizer. I it, it's <laughs> here here's some oysters. Yeah. I can't tell you right. how long they've been unrefrigerated. The food might make you sick. It might not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we couldn't do that with the food. The food is going to be absolutely fine. Food not fine. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, but as important uh, as the benefit this Sunday, this is incredible. Uh, this is my favorite day of the year. As you know, Joe, I've told you this many times. <laughs> Today is National Gorgeous Grandma Day. You love your Nana. And yes, this is a real national holiday. You can look it up. <laughs> Today is a day you tell your grandma or a friend's grandma just oh, how boy. ravishing you think oh, she really is. Oh, you might ask yourself, what is the best way to celebrate National Gorgeous Grandma Day? I am asking you, what oh. is the best way to celebrate National Gorgeous <laughs> Grandma's Day. Well, obviously, if you are single and don't happen to have a gorgeous grandma of your own, then you can find this one. This sounds wrong, <laughs> just for the record. This is a real holiday. I'm not kidding. <laughs> then you can go around town, find uh, one, and take her out on a date. 
what would happen if we went to uh, gorgeousgrandmas.com? If you don't have, I don't even know where the website goes. Oh, yeah, sure you do. But I'm thinking if you don't have a grandma yeah. or a friend with a grandma, yeah. go go there. To Yes. Is that is that bad, Mark? I don't even know if this website exists. It exists. <laughs> now. Oh boy. No. So if if you have your own gorgeous nana and today is gorgeous grandma day, um, there's some suggestions. You can give her a modern day makeover and make her feel like the young Hellcat she once was. And these are these are suggestions not by me. These are suggestions by other people. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And you can send her a card. Another thing you can do is if she's extra special, then you can purchase one of those blank cards I've heard about from the local convenience <laughs> store and actually fill it in with your own words that you've thought of yourself. Are you talking about writing them in? Writing words. All right. For a minute there, I thought you meant these <laughs> these audio cards. No. You, were <laughs> you mean a card. A card that you write. Brilliant, Mark. It is. Is that separate from step one? So step one is a card. Step two is a card you write in. If she's extra special. Wow. Well. And then you can, or you can send her flowers, maybe a bouquet of baby's breath. Who? Baby's breath. That's like the garnish of the bouquet world. I like to think of it as an economical bouquet. <laughs> or you can take her out to dinner, possibly something on the early birdish side. Oh my gosh, you're terrible. You Mark. can drink gorgeous <laughs> So here's a pro tip about uh, about if you're taking uh, your gorgeous grandma out to dinner, uh, go easy on the wine. So the pro tip is that most drinking gorgeous grandmas don't have a terrific filter. <laughs> and we'll say whatever comes to mind. Now, this is not me talking. I think most grandmas, whether or not they're drinking or not, just say what comes to mind, Mark. They've been around long enough. They'd have no... They don't care. Yeah, come on. Now, if you're like me, you might want to remove the sugar and Splenda packets from the table when dining with your gorgeous grandma. Otherwise, the restaurant of your choice can kiss those sweeteners goodbye. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, this that is Gorgeous Grandma Day, and I'm sure you'll be celebrating it like we'll be celebrating it after the show. More importantly, Mark, GorgeousGrandmas.com is for sale. Oh, is it? I just had to check here. Okay. Um, we can buy it now for <laughs> $2,295. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. So, just, you know, if you if you don't have a gorgeous grandma, your friend doesn't have one, then you're out of luck. Yeah, this does sound wrong now that I think about it. (laughs) So, Joe. Yeah, okay. Can we please start drinking? Yes. Okay. Well, then, you know, first, today's wine pairing is brought to you by Numero Uno Nachos. Now you can eat all your favorite dishes on a nacho. We're Nacho Normal Nacho at Numero Uno Nachos, located inside Quality Mart number three on Highway 70. Uh, and we do love our Numero Uno Nachos. I love them. And Your t- favorite again? Mine is the asparagus on a nacho. With, with, with the sauce. Yeah. The with s- the cheese sauce. The, the, or the, whatever white sauce. Does asparagus have a white sauce? Well, you can get a pack of six dipping sauces. Or, <laughs> or, they, call, or they call them slothering sauces. Or, slothering? You know, we, you, uh, what was the name of those sauces? Oh, okay. uh, well, you look, my favorite, I don't know about the asparagus. That's just gross. Uh, 
sausage gravy biscuit on a nacho. Oh, that's good. I have had that. That yeah, is good. Is it? With the uh, with the nacho cheese too, Mark. So today we're pairing our numero uno nacho with 2015 Apothic Red Blend California. Mm. Now this wine is less than seven dollars. And you do get what you pay for. If you've been listening <laughs> yeah. to the wine fellows, you do know that we blew our budget for wine on the first show of the year, thinking that that wasn't our total budget of the year, but it was. So every wine we serve from then on is on the cheaper side. Well, this $7 bottle is actually one of the nicer ones to come by recently. It must have been on sale. Well, so this... Uh, or you must have found it somewhere. Yeah, it was half open. <laughs> so, on this wine, uh, okay, well, let's go ahead. This twist off cap, sir, let's is go half ahead and broken. Pour some, yeah, for everybody. Great. Yeah, okay. All right, I've got some here. All right, here now, everybody, we're gonna try it. Oh, Mark, what manners you have? Yes. So this, yeah, uh, this too is, sweet. They're all sweet. Why a, are all the cheap wines sweet, Mark? It's a sickening sweet wine. <laughs> um, so what do you? What kind of smell do you get from this? Oh, wine, okay. You, I don't know why, but all of these cheap wines for me. I think a couple, a uh, uh, couple episodes ago, I can't even. I, I try and block these these things out of my memory. Right. Some someday they're all going to come rushing back and overwhelm me. I'm just going to die right there on the spot. But I remember recently there was a wine that reminded me of some like almost like a gym locker or, or some old sports equipment. Uh-huh. Just some smell in it takes me back. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what. No, it I got is. that smell too. But this has um, when I was young, I used to go to the uh, ice skating rink here oh, in Hillsborough. Sportsplex. Uh -huh. yeah, well, and before the sportsplex, oh. this was up uh, Boone uh, Daniel Boone Village. Oh, okay. And um, and they had a hockey uh, hockey rink there. Yeah. And I don't know why, but man, I I'm, I'm smelling this wine. I'm <laughs> drinking this wine, and I'm transported back to that hockey locker room. Huh. And uh, so I guess it reminds me of hot of. Hockey equipment or something. Yeah, I, I get that I smell. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, sure you do. I, no, I get yeah, that. Of course. So when I smell this wine, <laughs> I get... Um, so if someone maybe peed in, a, in an elevator... Why? I'm just Why? saying. In, a, in an enclosed subway elevator... That's so gross. ...that exited out into a hookah lounge... That's the smell I get. <laughs> Yours are always so incredibly specific... <laughs> That's the smell. <laughs> All right. Uh, but I also get a little bit of decaying turtle. I'm getting a little halitosis. Uh, yeah. These, here's a, here's a, all of, now look, all of these people, these folks who review wines and say the pencil lead and earthy tomato skins and whatever, they, it's, it's uh, just as easy. And you and I both know this, to smell the hockey equipment. It is. Or the hookah lounge. Yeah, anyone can smell blueberry. Or the, the old elevator rug that has <laughs> <laughs> someone has urinated on. That's the smell. It's like right it. there. It's right there. And and I think a lot of people are just afraid to say it. I think a so. lot of people just say, um, uh, pencil lead. Now when I taste it, I taste uh the taste I get is like if you get if you had all your Halloween candy from Halloween, <laughs> you melt it down, put it in a glass, <laughs> and then drink it. That's the taste I get. I, I don't think I can stand to drink the sweetness to get the 
drunk level I want to get from this wine. It's a very, very sweet wine. It would be easier to just to get the feeling by holding my breath and passing out. <laughs> right? I just, it's like, you know, you've, you, you encounter wines like this once in a while. For us, it's every week on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you encounter these wines and they make you pause and think, there must be an easier way. Yeah, not drink this wine. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is where we are on our budget. And, um, you know, starting, I'm sure, next year we'll be able to have a better budget or our budget will start over and we can have better <laughs> wines once again. You are a hopeful individual there, Mark. I like that about you. Optimistic. Yes. Even though um, you, your views on this wine are maybe not lined up with that. Yeah. So Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, keep drinking, I guess, if you want to, Mark. You're listening to The Wine Fellers on WHUP. Now playing is the widely celebrated hit song, Superman, a Wine Fellers Kabbalah Cowboy original song creation. And if you're, if you perhaps, are a superhero in need of your own theme song, let The Wine Fellers write a tune for you. Don't go nowhere. The Wine News is next. Just zero and cause you to cry. 
Award and voted most improved wine newscast within a six mile radius of the Hillsborough Water Tanks Transmission Tower. This is Wine Fellers News on WH. This week on the Winefellers News, are you sick and tired of endangering your own life every time you watch soccer? Well, who watches soccer? Are you an underage drinker who wishes to purchase alcohol? Time to dress up like your gorgeous grandma again. And are you sick and tired of being charged with multiple DUIs? Sounds like it's time to purchase a Tesla, all right here on the Winefellers News. <laughs> you get me every time with that, Mark. Uh. Tamara Miyaki suffered a freak accident at a friend's house while watching the recent World Cup and enjoying some wine. Whoa. The 30-year-old stood up to celebrate Brazil's 2-0 win over Serbia, but slipped, okay. fell, and dropped her wine glass. Oh, at- how terrible, Mark. As she stood up with So terrible. As she stood up with the rest of the group to celebrate Brazil's win at the end of the game, she lost her balance, reaching out for a coffee table to stop herself from falling. The glass shattered into pieces and penetrated her neck, severing her juggle, jugular oh, vein. Jeez. Friends tried to stop the blood wrapping no. towels around her neck, but by the time emergency services arrived at the house, she was dead. They should have done a tourniquet, Mark. Around her neck. Oh. <laughs> I guess that doesn't work too well. You know, this story sounded funny when ter- I was you know, researching it, but it's uh, not very funny. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Oh. So uh. I don't know if this is a if this is a comment on soccer or a uh. comment on Well, you know, this is what this is is a uh, opportunity. This 
is a marketing extravaganza for the wine yoke. That's right. That is that little gizmo you can wear around your neck, uh-huh. and it attaches to a wine glass. You hold it suspends the wine glass around your neck. Now in the set, well, now I'm thinking like now it's closer to her neck. Yeah, but she also wouldn't have put it down. That's right. She would always had it with her, and it's just such a terrible way to go. <laughs> it's like, it's like maybe you wouldn't want that wine yoke. It's like uh, the handgun yoke. Just hang your handgun from your neck. Well, it, it seems like not a great place to keep it. So in her last written Facebook post, she shared a video warning about the risks of using a mobile phone while driving, writing, we never imagine that something oh. like this can happen to us, but accidents do happen. Oh, my gosh. That she, the, the recently deceased, wrote that on their Facebook page. Yeah, I know. And she also wrote, in my reli- she was worried about all the wrong things, Mark. Yeah, she was worried about cell phones. Wow, and mm-hmm. it was a wine glass. No, that wine glass did, her is what did it. Just goes to show you. What kind of wine glass was this? It was a crystal wine glass. No! You know, so they break apart easily in the glass shards. Yeah, well, they need, they need to make it like a safety glass out of your windshield. So if it breaks, it breaks into a thousand little pieces that can't cut you. That's right, and I always drink, that's why I always drink my wine out of a Dixie cup. so she also wrote in my religion spiritism i believe that everything happens for a reason oh boy so what do you think she would say uh, the reason was for her untimely demise because now you and i are talking about it (laughs) filling up some airtime thank you for your life (laughs) all right <laughs> well, it makes it sound so terrible. Wow. When you say it that way, Joe. <laughs> Gosh, man. Well, we're running out of material, so some people better keep dying. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> but uh, what a what a joyful bunch. Well, let's, those wine before fellers. we move to the next story, maybe mm. we should raise our glasses to Tamara. We hope you didn't die in vain. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm crying, Mark. Please. Oh, gosh. All right. This, that was bad. All right. Let's go to the These next story. tears of sadness. Let's go God. to the next story. All right. We should oh, say boy. that, oh, boy, oh, that boy, purchasing boy. liquor before you turn 21 is illegal, and we at the Weinfellers don't condone, condone this activity. We should say that. <laughs> we should say that. We need to say that. We have said that. Okay. So. That being said. There is a woman named Reem Alul who decidedly is not 21, and she wished to purchase alcohol from her local liquor store. Fair enough. So what did she do? She got a hold of her 81-year-old grandmother's ID. Gotcha. The amazing thing is that she actually got away with it. That is, before posting her antics on Twitter, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, she posted an image of herself wearing a, wearing a scarf, glasses, and an oversized trench coat. And I have a picture of that, of uh, <laughs> oh boy. your underage drinker yeah. uh, dressed up. Uh, oh, that's good. Looks that's good. good. The glasses? Is she wearing the grandma's glasses? The grandma's glasses. That's perfect. You can see what the grandma looks like. Yeah. And her ID. She's not quite pulling it off, but yeah, the store clerk isn't going to care. <laughs> well, she does not look in, like in, she's in her 80s, but at any rate. Um, no, <laughs> she looks like a gorgeous grandma. So the strategy worked for her because the, 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 on her on her 
tweeter page. It shows her and the liquor store uh, and uh, with the liquor and her grandmother's ID. Um, so what did she purchase with her newfound freedom? <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to love to hear this. Two huge bottles of Burnett watermelon vodka. Oh, kids. Kids. You got an entire, the entire selection of right. your state's ABC board selections. And that's what and you And you go for the watermelon. Just two bottles, too. Two, bo- two bottles, yeah. Now's your chance. Well, I think they were like the extra large, the giant bottles of vodka. Oh, actually. No, they're just that, probably a handle of vodka. Well, from cost perspective, they were probably pretty cheap. Well, I guess so. But, you know, uh, well, look, she's not going to go in there and buy you know, a 20-year-old scotch or anything. No, but her mistake was, of course, then she posted her antics on Twitter. Well, that's always the problem. You got you gotta away. And now. Why? And now there seems to be a rift between her and and her grandmother so well before the days of twitter and facebook and all of the other internet things hmm. uh back in my day mark yes, go on. <laughs> uh i had a friend uh a uh, uh, young boy who uh, at, at the time who who took his mom's id yeah and he <laughs> You'd be amazed mom's at how much he looked like his mom. Okay. Right? I mean, his dad had a big bushy beard, right? And, and his, his mom, you know, and he was a young kid, maybe 15. Did he look especially feminine for? Well, if, if 15, you know, it's like at 15, you don't, you know, yeah. few people have the big beard sure. and, and, you know, are, have really filled out and are the a man, you know. Okay, right, right. You know, you're, you, he, he was one, one guy who, who could pass it as his mom more easily than his dad right. and um and he we went to his house and uh and he's like i i know how i'm gonna i know how we're gonna get alcohol oh uh, how's that i'm gonna use my mom's id and we were like and he showed it to us and we're like you idiot <laughs> <laughs> you know you is the dumbest thing you've ever come up with and he's like no no you'd be amazed at how much I can look like this picture. <laughs> so, and 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 he, he's like, give me a minute. And he goes away, and he comes dressed as in his mom's clothing. Funny. And now I was, I don't know if I was more disturbed <laughs> by the fact that much like his mom, or two, that he knew <laughs> that, he, that he looked, could look just like his mom <laughs> in her clothing. That's brilliant. Was he wearing a dress was he wearing it was a dress oh, yes. full on yeah just, i mean it was like he and and he even i i remember because we were we we inspected the disguise he had a bra on wow and he even wore her underwear like yeah i, I know yeah. i well, know I, like, what, like like yeah well you have to you have in order to play the part for real uh, you uh, have to really <laughs> commit to the part i never went back to his house again after that <laughs> I swear, half of half of the guys there never went back. It was too weird. weird. It's like, yeah, we want to drink alcohol, but at what cost, Mark? And he's wearing his mom's clothes at to, what till this day. Cost. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good story. Wow, you should have kept. You should have remained friends with him. That was not a problem. I don't know. All right. So this last story, this news story is right up your alley, Joe. Ooh. You happen to own one of those new Tesla Model 3 cars. It's it's crazy, Mark. And I, I had to kill a few people to get it. You did. You had to finagle to get in front of the it line. Was, it was, it was, uh, it was, I found it on Craigslist. Yes. Let's just say that. And 
the guy had at first he was he was asking uh, a fair price for it. Right. And I'm hemming and hawing. A couple weeks go by, and I just I can't do it. Right. It's I no I don't I just I don't want to I don't want to pay you what you're asking for it. Right. Well, he calls me back a couple weeks later, and he's like, yeah, and I just, there's no more. In- I've had some interest in the car, but too many people have fallen through. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, well, uh, all right. Maybe he's telling me in his own way that he's willing to negotiate. And I said, I'll come look at it again. So I go there, and I got there a few minutes before he did, and his, his wife was out uh, outside gardening. And I said, uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Joe. I'm here about this car. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Tesla. Yeah, and she's looking a little put out. And I said, um, is, uh, is everything okay? And she's like, well, um, let's just say I can't wait until I have my spot in the garage back. Okay. And so I learned that uh, she wants this car gone, Mark. And so the guy rolls up, and I don't have to say a word. He sees the look on his wife's face. He knows that I know now. Yeah. And... Uh, and um, I didn't get it for free, but just a little north of that. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I'm going I'm trying to get that car through normal channels, and I've been waiting two and a half years. But you, yes. you, you're the one that actually convinced me to get one. I know. So here's the deal. <laughs> Yours is coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> They've been telling you that for how many years now? So all two and a half years. Two so the, half years. all all these electric cars are coming with an enhanced autopilot feature, as you know. Yes. That will soon become a full self-driving feature this fall after a scheduled software update. Yes, that's what they're promising. Once the promise of self-driving cars is fully realized, there will likely be a profound change for wide swaths of our society. Oh, I'm certain of it. Unfortunately, the full self-driving car software update wasn't instituted fast enough for a drunk Tesla owner in San Francisco. Oh, boy. The inebriated driver tried and failed to talk his way out of a DUI by insisting that his car's autopilot feature was guiding his way home. (laughs) On January 13th, police discovered a a passed-out man in his Tesla on the San Francisco Oakland uh, Oakland Bay Bridge. Uh, At 5.30 p.m., there was heavy bridge traffic, but the man's car remained immobile. (laughs) Soon, fellow motorists alerted the California Highway Patrol. Uh, the man prodded awake. By, um, the man prodded awake <laughs> by the highway patrol argued that he was safe to be behind the wheel because his car was on enhanced autopilot. It's <laughs> a nice try. Yeah, real nice try. So no, you can't. You can't do this, Mark. Not yet. In well, not you, you. I'll tell you what. Not ever for a long time. Why? Well. Because uh, why can't you drink alcohol and drive a Tesla <laughs> if it's full self-driving? Yeah, right. The argument goes, uh, look, you rent a limousine yeah. and you pay someone to drive the limousine while you're in the back drinking. If I'm not driving, what's the difference? <sighs> I mean, the, tell me, what's the difference? Okay. Well, the difference at first yeah. is going to be that no one... No, the law is not going to trust this oh, no. software of course at not. first. Not right? at first. No. So not at first. Eventually, yes. But I think it's going to be a long road to prove that. Now, let me ask you this. You can go on YouTube right now and watch videos. <laughs> People of, have driven across the country sitting in the back seat of their, of their cars. I mean, the, the technology is there. It is there for full self-driverless. And, it's coming. Right. So 
if I know I've been drinking too much, what is wrong with me getting in the car, turning it on, and from then on, plugging where I want to go, and from then on, hands off, not touching the wheel? I think that uh, my feeling mm-hmm. is that the – let me ask you this. If you're sitting in the back seat, passed out drunk, okay, and your full self-driving car mm-hmm. hits a pedestrian, it's a terrible accident. It is a terrible accident. It, you know, uh, even 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 the limousine driver would hit a pedestrian that jumps out in front of him. But there's a higher probability of you hitting a pedestrian if you're driving or anybody's driving, drunk or not, as opposed to. Uh, the computer screening for that, and people don't realize this. Computers are much better at discerning this stuff than sure. we are. The the issue with that is going to be li- who's liable. It's going to come down to who is liable. If, for example, I am drunk, consider this, Mark. Yeah. I am drunk in my front yard, passed out, mm-hmm. and I've left my electric self mowing lawnmower mow my lawn. They make these things, and let's say it. Runs over a kid on the sidewalk. Yeah, you're okay? still liable. That's going to be on me. Mm-hmm. I am still, I sent that lawnmower out into the world as, my, as an agent of change. Right. And I think that when you get in the car of a, te- when you get in any of these self-driving cars, it's, they are, I think the liability is going to fall on, on you. But isn't there more of a liability if, if, if I or anybody, because let's face it, people do this, they drink, and even if they think they don't drink too much, they may have one drink or two drinks, they get behind the wheel and they think they can drive. I, I think that the technology is going to, uh, I think it's already saving lives. I think it's going to save many more. Right. And you're exactly right. I, I, I look forward to the day when someone can legally get in their vehicle and set, and, you know, after having even one beer, even after having no beers, because getting that software to drive you home is going to is going to be ultimately safer, regardless of your sobriety at, at that. And my time. plan is to, when I get my Tesla, I'm going to drink and I'm going to hop in the trunk and I'm going <laughs> to just hang out. <laughs> well, you've got it all solved. I have it figured you've, out. You've got it all figured out. That's the news. Yeah, all right. Well, you're still listening to the Wine Fellers on WHUP now playing is the widely celebrated hit song, Spring Again, a Weinfeller's Kabbalah Cowboy original song creation. And if your favorite season is in need of a song, let the Weinfellers write a tune for you. Don't go nowhere. Our resident Pinot Noir expert, Chad Collins, is coming up next.
Hard to get through every time, Mark, <laughs> but we seem to do it. We have a super special guest today. We have Chad Collins on the air. Chad! I've known Chad for a long time. He's frequent, frequented the wine auction quite a bit, and he knows quite a bit about Pinot Noirs, and he's taught me a thing or two, which is awesome, and uh, he shared some nice wine with me in the past, and it looks like today he's brought some beautiful bottles with him again. Hey, Chad. Hi, guys. How Thank, are you? Thanks How are you for doing? having me. I'm doing well. 
Uh, it's good to be back on the radio. I've been practicing my radio voice all week. Good. So, um, good. I used to have a radio show way back in the day. Um, I even brought my own headphones, so that's good. <laughs> he did. I did. We, we had this discussion. We, uh, we Ma- knew he Ma- was serious Mark when he brought, you, yeah. <laughs> you brought your own headphones. Have you been on the radio before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 uh, <laughs> and <laughs> we, he said the right thing. If you've ne- yeah, he said, if, you know, for those of, of us who have not been on the radio, those listeners who have not been on the radio, wearing the station-provided headphones that everyone else wears is, as Chad puts it, like licking the floor of a bus. It's pretty a much. sure way to get <laughs> ear Pretty, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so, so he brought his own earphones. So we knew headphones. So we knew that this guy's been on the radio before. Oh, he's a pro. I still forget my headphones. <laughs> so Pinot Noirs. We uh, obviously Pinot Noirs originally come from another country, over in Europe somewhere. Ah, yes. I think it starts with an F. Yes. Yes. Finland. No. Originally <laughs> 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 yeah. from from France. But what today we're talking about some American Pinots. So we have Pinots from Oregon and or or where I'm from, Oregon. We say Oregon. Yeah. I'm oh, from really? uh, Buffalo. Everybody says Oregon up there. Huh. Yeah, it's, or- a little, it's a little weird in our it is kind weird. of nasally fake Canadian accent that <laughs> comes out as Oregon, um, but really Oregon. And uh, we have two Pinots from California as you, well. You love and you love Pinots. I mean, I that's do. one thing I know. I do, and I love Pinots too. I think the only difference between you and I is I go for more of the French Pinots, and he goes mm. for more of the Oregonian. And we, we've had a lot of those. <laughs> Oregonian? Uh, <laughs> we, have, we have had a lot of great Pinot Noirs from the West Coast, Mark, yes. in some of these regions. But it looks like that Chad brought in some extra special bottles. A special, this is, I'm looking at an Oregon Pinot that, is, that will uh, n- probably knock your socks off. Uh, yes, today I brought a Patricia Green Cellars uh, Weber Vineyard 2015. Uh, it's a Pinot Noir from the Dundee Hills. It's one of their single uh, vineyards that they have. Um, and this is part of, I think they only made about 305 cases of this. So this is kind of hard to get. Hmm. If you're out at the vineyard, you can get it. If you're on the mailing list, you can get it. But not a lot of places have it. Now, why why are people growing Pinot Noirs in Oregon? It's very close to the climate of Burgundy. They're yeah. on the same latitude, same types of soils, uh, some rainfall. They have generally chalky, chalky volcanic sedimentary soils, which Pinot uh, grapes really, really love. Uh, same climate, pretty much uh, uh, very cool climates. They like the, the cool. With California, it's a little bit hotter and have, have more temperature changes. But in Oregon, you have a little bit more um, uh, cooler climate sustained over a amount of time. Uh, how did and I like to answer, uh, ask people these questions? How did you get into drinking Pinots, or how did you drink into getting get into drinking fine wine right. in the first place? Right. It you know a lot of people ask me that, and my parents hardly drink at all. They still have uh, liquor in their cabinet from probably the seventies, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh, I and know, every I know time it. I go and visit them, I have to go through and say this is bad. <laughs> we should probably not, not you know. So, um, they have some decent bourbon in there, though. Oh, no, so, I, I, I like this, though. Oh, uh, yes, this uh, scotch is yes, bad. Yes, this I should this immediately pa- to come with me. <laughs> this pappy is terrible. You probably want to get rid what of that. What are you doing with this? Yeah, exactly. uh, that's a good um, job to have. But my, my uncle has a very nice cellar. Uh-huh. And uh, during family functions or whenever I was there, um, during family Christmases and things, uh, he would he would bring some out. He He's mainly a California cab guy, so I kind of got started oh, yeah. with that. And um, we go, my wife and I go out to uh, Portland a lot 
so right around the Willamette, uh, Willamette Valley and uh, try a lot of the vineyards out there. And we kind of said, hey, this is our this is our favorite. Yeah, and there are some wonderful wines. It's a good choice, too. Mm-hmm. And and it's uh, and it, the similarities are so from France that there were French ma- uh, winemakers coming over to Oregon to start new vineyards. That's right. Yeah, there's uh, Domaine Druhan and... Um, uh, my, one of my favorites, uh, Beaufrere, just got bought by a by a French uh, company as well. So they're kind of in partnership with that too. And that is a good wine as well. Nice. And so, and also, before we start drinking this wine, I should say, in addition to Chad uh, being having an excellent palate for wine, he's also a really mean uh, Texas Hold'em player. Oh, I've been known to play some cards. Actually, there's a game tonight. Oh yeah! So oh. if you yeah, is every Monday right? so, mm. right. yeah. Mark, yeah. how much money shall you, I lose tonight? If you have a lot of cash on you, you're more than welcome to, to come to that game. <laughs> oh yeah, I, and I've played uh, I've, I've played a few times, and I've thank you. I've I've been pretty good at losing money. Very so you you are invited back, sir. Every every time. When's every, Mark? It brings some friends. <laughs> When's Mark coming back? They ask me every week. Yeah, <laughs> they do. The best attended uh, games That's are when right. Mark's coming, and like, probably because at the very first hand I go all in, <laughs> and you're not supposed to do. Uh, that. He's not messing around. No, I'm not he's messing not. around. Mm-hmm. So, uh. so what's the first wine we're drinking today? Uh, we're drinking the Patricia Green Cellars Weber Vineyard Pinot Noir 2015. And uh, what I'm getting from this, a lot of tobacco on this. Mm. I think you, you're getting a lot of that as right. well. A lot of tobacco. Which is um, and the thing that, that I oh, really nice. like about a lot of these Oregon Pinots is you almost get that cherry cola, almost effervescent. It uh, is that effervescent. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So we, we really like that. Um, and I hate to yeah. say this because I've, <laughs> I've sort of, we sort of banned this word, but it really does have some graphite pencil lead oh i know i know we, I, don't know, I don't say that word lightly because <laughs> no 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 we, it, it is but it is have that no that's it. right it is that is a common description uh you know i i i assume because it, the whatever chemicals are coming out of the earth to to bring that flavor into the wine are just a common it's it's a it's commonly found in all types of toir yes very good. You're absolutely yeah. yeah, absolutely right. And uh and I get that what you like you said the what was that cherry or um uh cherry cola. Cherry cola. I, yeah, with a lot of, not so much with this one, a little bit maybe. This one's a little bit more earthy than some of the more fruit forward ones that, that yes. we've had before. I would agree. It's an earthy wine, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like earthy wines and I bet you this would change a lot over time. Huh. Yeah, this is fairly young. Uh this is from one of their better vintages, uh 2014, 2015 is a very very good vintage year for for Oregon Pinots. Nice. That's right. So nice. I would say if anything it's a little tight. So you don't right. eat, it's very on young. the back end it's uh, the flavor sort of drops off, but I would imagine in a year or two or if we just left this bottle open for a while, gotcha. you wouldn't get that, but it's a it's a beautiful wine and Thank you so much for bringing this. Well, of course. Again, it's a Patricia Green Cellars. And so you're on the list for this wine. You have to be on a list to get this? It is, and I'm not sure how long the waiting list is now, but they're, they got pretty popular. They got some very high scores, and, of course, that brings the prices and the, the um, demand up as well. Hmm. Um, really interesting about this winery, it's right next door to Beaufrere, and they share some of their, their grapes. They share some of the vineyards, and the Beaufrere... Um, pigs sometimes get into the Patricia Green vineyards and they have to bring them back. <laughs> and that comes out yes. in the wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm tasting a little, uh, a little barnyard. Barnyard piglet, which is a real flavor. Bacon. And that's actually a real flavor oh. too, bacon and wine. So, yep. um, so what are and we that's drink- why. It is. Because <laughs> of the pigs. So what are we drinking next? 
Uh, next is uh, Coho. It's a rough Russian River Pinot, 2009. So, <clears throat> yeah. Coho. So, uh, Oregon might be known as the best producers overall for Pinot Noirs, but, of course, California makes great Pinot Noirs as well. Yeah. And uh, Coho is Russian River Valley, where is the area, if you're going to get, I guess, Pinots uh, from California, that's probably the place to go, huh? In, in my opinion, I think so. Russian River Valley ha- has a lot of the, the uh, Pinots that I like to drink. Um, other places at Sonoma Coast, uh, Santa Lucia Highlands, and, and Carneros also makes a lot of the California Pinots. All right, let's do this one to try. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's very different. It's, um, I would say, well, what do you think? You're the expert. Uh, more fruit forward. Definitely. I mm. think. Um, a little more extracted, I would say, as well. Mm-hmm. And definitely darker. So and that that's a, a general um, characteristic of a lot of the California Pinots is they tend to be a little bit more extracted, a little bit darker, uh, a little bit more tannic. And then, again, it depends on the producer as well. I think this wine's a little bit more accessible, but only because this is a 2009, and the mm-hmm. wine we just had was much younger, a 2015. Um, but um, and I think the wine, um, the uh, Patricia Green that you poured to me is was more complex. There's a lot more going on, and this one's a little bit more. I would say simple, not simple. That's not a right, but it's just it's just um, there's a few flavors going on, and then it's uh, probably and then that is it i don't know you're right no it, it, mm. it's straightforward but it's it's good it's, it's really a very good. Very, very good drinking wine very accessible um i think it is probably a little bit on the on the cheaper end not to say this cheap bottle it's not it's it's probably about mid-range um but that's what you'll find it's probably a very good wine for for the price yeah and i like um um I like this wine. I like this wine. I've had this before, mm-hmm. and I think you've had it before as I well. Have, and yeah. uh, and I'm not sure if I had 2009, which is one of my favorite vintages for California and and for Oregon Pinots as well. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the what's the last yeah, one? Yeah, what we have we got here? in the last oh, one? What is that one? How do you say that one? Cat Capio? Uh, Capo? Uh, yes. You're the Cap- French. You're the French speaker here. Capo Cellars. Uh huh. And that is uh, this wine is not from. Russian River Valley. It's from no. Santa Lucia Highlands. Yes. And uh, and th- I've never had this either. And this is, um, I haven't had this either. This is, uh, what year is this a one single more? vineyard, 2006. Uh, 2006. So this has a little bit of age to it as, as well. Mm-hmm. And that's good too. Hmm. Yeah, that's very easy to drink, very balanced. Um, um, <laughs> what do you think, Joe? You know, you can uh, smell it over there, can't you? Yeah. This is just so when you when you take this wine, it is mm, the, the acidity hits mm. the nose quickly. I agree. Um, but uh, and, and for 2006, you'd almost expect for some of that to now again, uh, we just opened these bottles. Right, right, they're right. Recently. they recently. They've yeah, not been evolved. exactly, and so I anticipate that that initial um, just acidic tinge mm-hmm. will disappear yeah but uh other than that i mean all three of these are great examples of this type of wine i agree and the, what the thing i love about pinot noirs the most is uh as a as opposed to cabernet sauvignons especially these really fruit bomb fruit forward wines from napa um these wines you have to think about more yet they're they're uh, more subtle you have to think about the taste and they're to me more complex often 
and you um, you have to really hunt for flavors, and they can evol- they evolve in the glass more so than these huge fruit bombs. Um, which have their place, and yeah. you know, and I know plenty of people who like them. But for for my money, I just really love Pinot Noir. I do too. I think as you drink more and more wine and become more educated about it and what you like, even as as your palate evolves, you kind of go go to that. You go to the Pinots and you go to the more complex. You go to the more earthy. You go to the things like Mark said. You have to think about a little bit more. Um, it's almost like when beer drinkers start off and they say, "Oh, I hate IPAs." And three years later, that's all they drink because their their palates kind of evolve, and that's that's, right. that's what you go for. I will never drink IPAs. <laughs> oh yeah, you've dug your heels in the gr- in, yeah. in the in the ground there, right? My wife loves them, but they're yeah. Too, yeah. Well, that's a I perfect can. thing to drink. Something your spouse can't stand. Yes. Well, that's not why I don't drink them, but yes, I won't drink. I won't. Well, you drink. just you just know that you're when you get home, the beer you left in the fridge is going to be in the fridge. Yes, that's yeah. you know. That's she knows thing, yeah. that that it'll be there when she gets home, Mark. So, so when you're when you're drinking uh, Oregon Pinot Noirs, are there certain ones that you that you go to besides Patricia Green? Are there ones that you that you enjoy the most? Definitely, uh, Patricia Green is, is my favorite. Um, right next door is Beaufrere. That's a, a, a great. I mean, they're they're a great vineyard. Um, uh, Ponzi is very good. Domaine Serene is very good. Rex Hill is wonderful. Penner Ash. There's so many good good vineyards up there, mm. um, and if you ever do get a chance to go out to the Willamette Valley, it's almost like, and I've not been to Napa 30 years ago, but they say it's like Napa 30 to 40 oh, years wow. ago. Very laid back. We do tastings in a barn with dogs running around, and just incredible wine. Really laid back. Wonderful people. So um, and that's the way to do. Yeah, it. yeah. it's a, it's Absolutely. a great experience. Well, thank you so much, Chad, for coming on the show. Thank Promise you, you'll come well, on. Thank again. you. Uh, absolutely. I had a great time. That was wonderful. Thank you. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines. Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs, spun stories, love, laughed and drank wine. Tomorrow is another day. The cats are out to play, to play. That old rusty spaceship wants to sail into the Milky Way again on a river of red, red wine. Run, 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 run. Let's have some fun, 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 fun.
you're dialed in to WHUP LP Hills.